What's up, everybody? I'm Bradley Allen here for Impact Sports. And for this week on Secret Society, I got to sit down with the Michigan State Triathlon. Very fun episode, as usual. I got to talk about their secrets and favorite MSU sports moments. We also talked about what triathlon is, the running, the swimming, and of course the biking. And we talked about burritos and nutrition and lots more fun stuff, so I hope you enjoy it. Here it is, episode 12 of Secret Society with Michigan State Triathlon. Secret Society. This is episode 12. I can't believe I already 12 of Secret Society, and I have Michigan State Triathlon Club representatives here with me here at MSU Impact Sports. I'm Bradley Allen, and I'm here with Josh Isaacson and Santiago Arangos. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So triathlon, you run, swim, and bike. Uh, I'm not sure in that order. I know a little bit about triathlon, but not much, and not much about the club. So I'm really excited for you guys to fill me in on what you guys are up to and what you guys got planned. So I'll start with Josh. I'll have you just introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in triathlons. Um, so I'm Josh Isaacson, and um, this is my third year here at Michigan State. I'm actually working on my PhD in physics. And um, growing up, I was a huge swimmer, and I swam collegiately. And I knew that I needed to find some sport to stay in shape. And swimming, while I, I loved it my whole life, I knew I was never going to be as fast as I used to be. And so it really appealed to me, triathlons, because it was something new and different that incorporated my background in swimming. And so when I came here, I saw there was a huge club. I tested it out the year before, and I loved the sport. And um, ever since then, I joined the team. The team was very accepting and helped me improve in my running, which was horrendous when I started. And Santiago, how did you get involved? Uh, well, I'm I'm a sophomore going into junior year civil engineering. Um I was a swimmer too in high school, actually. Even though I can't, uh, I can't keep up with these guys. Um, but I was a swimmer too. So I guess when I, uh, you know, when I when I came up here to uh, Michigan State, I couldn't um, obviously swim for college. And I just like him, I just want to, you know, stay in shape, meet people. So I decided to join the club. I did. I had done a couple um, triathlons back home, and uh, just having the club at the university with you know students and and people that uh, sort of share that. I guess I guess passion for the sport was nice, so that's why that's how I started. It sounds like you both have a swimming background, and I feel like for me, I'm the opposite of you guys. I've never, first of all, I've never ran in a triathlon. I do not claim to be in very good physical shape or good fitness, but I think running is something that I could do. I played soccer in high school, so running long distances seemed to be like something I could do or endure like miles, a couple miles at a time. But you guys have the other the other parts swimming and biking what do you think would be your you know if swimming is your best what do you think is your next go-to uh specialty would it be the biking or the running or and and also along with that what is the the tough one the the one that is really not your strong suit um so my next one is definitely biking um i i can do that all day uh running when it comes to running, man, oof. <laughs> we should just forget about that whole part of the sport. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, definitely running is the toughest for me. Never really developed the proper form or technique to really, you know, be at the level of those on the team that come from running backgrounds. And is running the main one? You start out running, or do you end uh, running? You, you start end out running. biking, you swim, bike, run. Okay. So it's really tough for us swimmers because. The highest place we'll ever be in the race is when we finish the swim, and then it's just how long, how many people can you hold Getting off? Past. <laughs> yeah, how, how many people can you hold off passing you for the rest of the race? And it's sometimes very demoralizing, especially if you're having a rough race, um, especially out on the run course. In Santiago, would you say biking is your? Well, for me, I would say I would say running is my my next best one. But what happens to me? I I mean I'm. I'm decently good at swimming at a pool, but when it comes to swimming, you know, open water, like at races, I, I have a really, really hard time. And uh, it's it's something, it's an issue that I've always had, and I I got to work on it at some point, because swimming open in open water is just a completely different sport than swimming in a pool. So that's where I struggle the most. Just open water, and you know, 
finding even finding my you know my uh how do you call it? Your location? Yeah, you know, and, yeah, and keeping sighting. it sighting and keeping the right pace. I struggle a lot with that. Your typical race, are you doing, for some reason, I think some of my friends who have ran in triathlons, uh, it's like a half a mile maybe of swimming and then maybe a 5K running and then longer in the bike end? Or what's your typical race that you compete in? So, so what you just mentioned is a sprint triathlon. And while we do have some of those, we mainly, as a team, focus on Olympic lengths, which is about a mile swim, a 24, yeah. sorry, I know it in kilometers better than I know it in miles, and then a 10K run, so um, about twice the length of sprints, typically. And what is your, I know you guys just had nationals, I want to talk about that a little bit, and what your season is like are you guys does your season start in the spring are you kind of all year round as far as being a part of msu triathlon what is your season entail and and you know walk me through sort of your schedule and your training and your competitions well our our season is actually kind of different from the southern schools we we kind of have it um it's inverted so we start in the spring our first race is a uh is in february mid-february in cmu and the next one after that is nationals early april and then it's just a lot of summer racing and i would say the last one is what september is mm-hmm. uh, the regional championship in september so it's mostly um spring and summer yeah um going off of that most people the one in uh, february is an indoor race so for most people our season starts or at least for those who go to nationals the first race of the season is your nationals race which is you know, the biggest one of the season, which is sort of odd for, you know, it coming from other places where, you know, the biggest race is the last one of the season. Um, Training-wise, since most people go home for the summer, uh, we don't really have very many organized practices over the summer due to the fact that there's only like five or six of us who stay on campus. Um, during the year, we have six organized practices a week and there's always someone who's looking for an extra workout if you're ever looking for someone to someone to do an extra workout with and when you guys do get together as a club how does that work uh both on sort of the team capacity where you're practicing do you have a coach and as the registered like student organization aspect and you know you have an executive board i know Santiago, you're the new captain of the team for this next upcoming season. Right. And so what is that like? Do you guys have a coach, and do you guys have some kind of facilitator out that's not a member of the team? Well, we uh, our, our current coach is Aaron Bachman. He's actually, he actually graduated from MSU and graduated from the team. He also races as a pro, so he knows a lot of uh, you know technique and races, MSU stuff. So he's our coach. And as far as facilities go, we train at IM Circle. Um, they have an indoor pool. That's where we swim. At the beginning of the year, we always try to get a few uh, workouts in at the um, at the IM West pool, the the 50 meter one, just because you know we like the longer pool. It's outdoors. And other than that, we just we run outside all winter, unless it's it's you know really really cold. But we run outside all winter. We um, we used to bike at Dem Hall, but. Uh, Something came up, and we can't do that anymore. So we were actually biking at Josh's basement all winter, too. So so you're on, like, a mechanical, like, a bike machine, or are you actually on a bicycle? It's, it's So so it's it's like a trainer, so we set up our bikes. We, we like, um, we, I guess, um, screw them to a trainer and just uh, um, cycle there for two, two and a half hours. You can basically think of it as sort of a um, treadmill for a bike. Okay. You basically yeah, just right. put the back wheel up on, like, a rolling cylinder and that cylinder just rolls with your wheel as you pedal and so you're sitting in one spot the whole time um, and then um, going off onto the structure of the team um, this, he's the current president I was the past president and so the structure of the team is sort of along the lines of we have a president vice president and all of that you know secretary treasurer um, we also have some special positions that are sort of unique to our club, um, such as event coordinators who are sort of in charge of putting on our races that are on campus that we host for, you know, the public, such as um, Heartthrob and Spartan Sprint. And so it's sort of that's sort of how it works. 
And we do have, um, as required by the university, we're required to have a um, faculty advisor to be a, considered a club under for student life. And so that is currently um, a grad student here who's just got her master's. So she, um, Brittany McGowan, and so she might be leaving us. She might be getting a job here. So that's sort of how that system works. Now, how many members of the club is there and... What level of, I guess for lack of a better word, seriousness is there? Because I've talked with a, several different club teams, and some of them are more of a social group that kind of play a sport for fun and they compete. Others are strictly uh, competing to win you know, championships and also are you know, a club team that hang out a little bit. So which way does the pendulum swing as far as just a group of people that, you know, like to run triathlons who do it together competition-wise, or are you guys out to win competitions, like, strictly? Um, so, so the first part was the members that we had. This year, we had 31 dues-paying members. We had some people who came in for a while and tried it out and decided it wasn't for them. Um, so usually at the start of the season, we usually have around 50-ish people. We're always looking for new members, of course. And as for the range, well, I would say we have sort of a range of everyone. We have those who are insanely serious about winning championships, about winning races, all the way down to those who just jo- want to work out. And yeah, who join the team just for the social experience. And I think that's the nice part about the team that you have a you know you don't it, we we don't. Uh, we don't look for a specific type of, uh, of of commitment level. You can you can show up to one two practices a, a week, and we'll still be fine with it. We have we have uh, we have a guy Todd that he he's a, he's a great runner. He runs sub six minute mile marathons, and we have people that you know run once a week. So that, I think that's a nice that's a, ni- a, ni- a really nice part mm-hmm. of the club. Yeah, it's also yeah it's also nice for those who are there for the more social aspect to have these people who are really training hard so they get a feel of what else is out there in the sport and also these people who are much more competitive tend to have that um tend to have that background in technique that can really pass down to these people who are there more socially or wanting to just say they've comp- competed in a triathlon for once in their life and so they have people there who just help them you know move along and then you also have people that prefer, um, I don't know, sprint distances, and you also have people that like Ironman distances. You, you know, the uh, the preference for for uh, for races also also changes. So, so you guys went to nationals. You have thirty one members, uh, do paying members on the club. How many traveled with you to Tempe, Arizona, uh, this past week or so ago when you went to nationals? And talk about what happened at that tournament. Um, so we sent 14 people, uh, eight men and, uh, six women. And that was a tough decision process for us, especially on the men's side. Um, we took about three months to decide on that team. Uh, women's side, not so much. We're sort of lacking in the women's sector right now. Um, which is a little saddening because I don't know if you know this, but Triathlon it was marked as an NCAA emerging sport, uh, so it's most likely it's going to be a women's sport in the at the collegiate level in the coming years, and uh, so the trip to nationals, most of our team did really really well. Uh, we actually were placed at first it looked like we were placed twentieth twentieth in the nation, but checking the ro- results after they were finalized. We were actually 32nd overall in the nation, and this was out of 194. 194? I think it was. Yeah. 194 clubs. And um, I think I was going to add something else. Yeah, we we took eight guys, and the what the because you asked about the tournament as well. It was actually three three races. Yeah. Or was it four? It was three. It was, it three. was well. If you it depends on how you count it. There's five technically if you separate men and women. Well, it, right. So so we got there Wednesday and Friday was the first race. Friday was a draft legal, and only one one girl and one guy raced raced that. And the draft legal is different. Well, first of all, it was the sprint distance, so it was shorter. And uh, the draft legal you can actually bike in groups. Um, so we had two guys race that. Um, then Saturday was the the main 
the main Olympic race, and you know everyone raced that. Um, and then Saturday afternoon was the, the mixed team relay, so two guys, two girls. Um, we also had a team do that, and uh, that was um, I think that was that was all as far as races go. What's that like on your body when you're competing in three triathlons or more in three days? What is that like? I know for me, it's real tough for me to go out and run two or three days in a row, let alone do the swimming and the biking. How do you prepare for that? And what's training like leading up to that, knowing that for this weekend, I need to, we need to have all our energy to be able to go out there and, and compete multiple days in a row? Well, leading up to the to races, we usually have a uh, a period of time, maybe what two or three weeks, called tapering. And uh, when you taper, you you you're taking it, you're still working out, but not as not as your workouts are not as long. Um, so that's sort of like a resting period leading up to the race. And before that, it's just a lot of um, base work and just biking for two two and a half hours, um, going for long runs. Um, so that sort of prepares you for it. Um, and, uh, I don't know if you want to, yeah, I mean, we only, only one person competed in all three races and then four competed in two of them. So the big thing is, uh, while you do have that base training in the most important aspect would be recovery. And that's just, you know, making sure you get your electrolyte levels back up, making sure you get, you know, all the foods you need back in your body and just resting your body, not doing anything that is a waste of energy. So after the race, you know, you sort of just sit back, relax, stretch, stretch, try to get everything, all that, all the um, lactic acid out of your system to prevent, you know, the those issues coming back to you, to haunt you at your next race. So 32nd overall at nationals, would you say that meet, met or exceeded your goals? What were your goals going into nationals and how do you feel coming back from well um i think our goals were to go um were to get top 20 um uh, but we were still happy especially because um a, a couple of our guys um including myself were injured coming out to the race and um so 32nd out of 190 schools i think it's pretty good um and again a lot of our guys were injured i don't know about the girls um but uh yeah, yeah. As far as the uh, goals go, we did want to uh, to go um, top twenty or below. Yeah, that was that was something we we were. I mean, everyone was pleased with their. Well, most were pleased with their individual performances. Um, I think another issue was the heat there, uh, coming from you know fr- sub freezing temperatures here to eighty degrees on race day, ninety degrees on race day. It really affected some of us, and I think you know things like that. Some, like myself personally, I did not meet my expectations. Um, I believe that was partly due to the heat and just other mental lapses during the race. But overall, as a team, we were we were right around our goals for the, the race. Yeah, and we always like to say um, how we, we beat a lot of uh, southern southern schools who get to train outside all, all year and uh, have nice weather all year. So we always like to um, brag about yeah, I was going to ask, do you feel like you guys are at a disadvantage where you're competing against these schools who are used to to running and swimming and biking in the same environment and it's their the end of their season or it's the beginning of yours? How does that uh, you know, work when you guys are going there? Do you do you think that uh you may be at a slight disadvantage? Um maybe a slight disadvantage. I would say it's more a mental disadvantage and a physical disadvantage where we're not mentally used to these temperatures. So we sometimes don't realize that we haven't been taking in enough fluids. We don't realize some of those small details that come into the race because it is a two hour race. So, you know, one small mistake starts to compound itself over the whole race. Um, but yeah, mostly I believe it's just mentally there physically. We're all roughly at the same level. We put in the same training, Albeit that ours is freezing and we can't go outside and ride our bikes, we're stuck inside all day. Other than that, I feel you know it's we're pretty much at the same level as these southern schools. You know, I would love to see Arizona State come up here and and try to compete against you guys in the middle of March and see if they feel at a disadvantage because I'm sure that they would a little bit of a different atmosphere there. 
Yeah, and another thing too, like you said, is uh, is that it is the end of their season. So they they probably most schools already did a, a bunch of races, and they know, um, you know, they know where their their fitness level is at. Um, well, we, and we did take um, a couple of us went down to Florida over spring break, and we did a race there. But uh, most people did not. So that's 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 also a factor you gotta count. Do you guys? I know I have a friend of mine couple different friends who are avid triathletes and i know that there's like a couple different ones i want to say eagle eye or hawk hollow hawk, hawk island maybe once a year there's triathlons i can't imagine you guys wanting to be like oh yeah i'm gonna do triathlons like on the side and not affiliated with the triathlon club here do you guys do that what's your off season like or you know outside of msu are you guys competing in any triathlons just for fun personally i'm not i mean our our collegiate season season is technically over the summer is when we have all our collegiate races and since it's sort of the whole uh the midwest conference or the mid mid-east the mid-east conference sorry um the mid-east conference the the races are from ohio through michigan into illinois um indiana and so some people who do not want to travel so far tend to do local races instead of competing at our um, our conference races, which does hurt our team in the long run due to um, rankings at conference. But uh, personally, I'd rather do the conference races because they are much cheaper than going out and finding a private race to race at. Now, Nationals is over. Your season is just beginning. But it's also summer. What was it like coming back from nationals and having, you know, final exams or the end of your semester and getting busy there and now having possibly some of your club members going home for the summer? How do you guys stick together and compete uh, at the end of the year like this? Well, like um, like I was saying before the interview, coming back from nationals, a lot of uh, a lot of our guys just want to catch up on, on schoolwork and focus on exams. Um Especially with finals being so close to um, with not, with nationals being so close to finals week, um, so usually after finals you see a lot less a uh, lot smaller turnout at practices. Um, and uh, w- w- what was your the second part? So are people going home now for the summer? And what's your next event that you guys have coming up? And how are you guys preparing for that? Yeah, people do go home for the summer, and the next event I think is June sixteen, Grand Rapids. It's Grand Rapids. It's Grand Rapids. I don't remember the exact date. Yeah, um, so. it's it's sometime mid June, and uh, I know a lot of a lot of people in the team are racing that. It is a conference race too, as well, as well as a private race. Um, so a, a lot of people race that, and um, I don't. I'm not gonna be here for that, but I know it's a huge race, and. Um, yeah, um, yeah. going off of that, uh, the main way we keep it in, in, as a group over the summer is those on campus tend to train together. We do get a small group. Those who go away, we do um, have, like, Facebook group for our whole club, and people post, you know, what they did for workouts sometimes. They post, we have events for all the collegiate races for our conference set up, so, you know, we organize who's going, we figure out where we're going to stay, we figure out you know who which one of our teammates are going to be there and we try to get a group together to go compete at these races and i think that sort of that social aspect helps keep us together and keeps us at these races yeah and that's another nice thing about the club at least for me training by myself would be pretty hard especially on the on the on the pool and and you know on the bike i can run by myself but the other two not it's it's hard at least for me um so that's another nice thing about the club that it's just a group of people to work out with you know so, Josh, will you be able to attend this upcoming event in June, the uh, triathlon in Grand Rapids? Um, no, I sadly will not be able to. Um, I'm taking a trip to Boulder, Colorado for uh, schoolwork. And um, while I won't be here, it's going to be great being in Boulder, Colorado, because that is where the USAT training clinic, I believe, is still located their headquarters, the U.S. biking headquarters is also there in Boulder, Colorado. So there's tons of great training to be done there. So when I come back, I'm 
ready to do the races in July and August and September and really, really kick butt at, uh, at conferences. Yes. So we'll take a quick break here, and when we get back, we'll talk more about your club and what you guys do. But before we take a break, I want to ask if there's anything that we haven't touched on that you want to share about triathlon, maybe how to get involved, advice to somebody who you know might be new, and what your goals are for this summer and for this season and for your team. Well, for new people, um, we always tell them to uh, friend us on Facebook, um, Michigan State Triathlon, follow us on Twitter at MSUTRI. Um, they can also uh, go to our website. We have the pre- practice schedule there. They can join the mailing list on the website too. Um, uh, and once they friend us, we can add them to the group. Um, the, and, and, you know, the the first step is always to just show up at practices and start talking to people. Um, I know for me it was, you know, it's 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 hard to just show up to the pool and uh, you don't know anyone. But I think we're a, we're a very uh, welcoming team and and uh, nobody will will um, you know be rude or anything. Um, we're all happy um, to help to help new people with their technique or, or just answer any general questions. So I would say that's how, that's how you get involved. Um, we're also going to be we're always at participation. We uh, we have a we have our banner. We have people biking, uh, trainers, and uh, and and you know a, a bunch of us just answering questions. So that's a, that's a great way to get to, to to start getting involved. Yeah, and um, the website has tons of information. Uh, Santi didn't really mention what that was. It's uh, www.msutriathlon.com. And everything there uh, from our races this summer to our practice schedule, as you mentioned, plus our events that we're putting on and information about the team as a whole. We have a video there from um, someone who did a video on the team. I forget who it was off the top of my head for last year. I miss you telecasters, I think. Yes. And so, and, and again, the email for our club is on that website. Emailing that is a great way to contact us. Um, if you if anyone wants to race with us for the summer, that's you know just contact us. We'll give them the information they need for the discount codes. So, and what's the goal for the season? Is it still top twenty? Um, I mean, first our goal as a team as a whole is just in general to get new members to keep the sport growing. Uh, it's a huge emerging sport, one of the fastest growing sports in the nation right now. And so I think our first it's goal as a, as a team is to you know help promote this sport in the area, get a ton more members, you know, try to go from, you know, 30 members to, you know, 60, 70, 100 members, if we're lucky. And then um, just by pushing for this larger team, I feel that as in and of itself will also help us push to break into this top 20. That's great. We'll be right back here with Secret Society. I got Michigan State Triathlon, so stay with us. We'll talk a little bit more about what they do. And yeah, keep in touch with them on twitter and facebook and i wish you guys the best of luck on your summer and your season and everything you got upcoming thank you thank you secret society all right welcome back this is impact sports secret society i am still bradley allen and i still have josh and santiago from michigan state triathlon we're talking a little bit about your club and what you guys are doing and to be honest i'm getting like short of breath just thinking about all the stuff you guys do and uh, running swimming biking we talked about sort of what your favorite aspects of it are or what your strong points are i'm gonna talk about a little bit more of your team as a whole and who would you think would be your go-to like if you guys were to set up a relay who would you want to be the swimmer, who would you want to be the runner, and who would you want to be the biker? Well, I would say swimmer, I would choose Josh for sure. Um, biker, um, we have a physics grad as well, Florian, and he's he's probably our strongest biker. And runner, definitely Todd, without a question. He's our, he's a he's a guy that runs marathons under six-minute pace, and um, he ran a 15.30, 5K. Um, so, yeah, that, that would be my team. Yeah, yeah. Um, me and another swimmer on the team have actually joked about this already in the past about putting together sort of a competition within our team. Of course, yeah. by set- <laughs> by setting up two relays for this for- and testing this out. So it'd be 
myself and uh, David, this guy's name is David Schuler. Um, so we'd be the two swimmers in the respective relays. And then um, our fa- our fastest girl biker is actually quite quick and probably beat most of the guys. That's Jamie Endicott. And then um, Florian as well, the physics grad student. So those would be our two bikers. And then um, Todd uh, Buckingham and Spencer Shelberg would be our two runners. Uh, Todd, as was mentioned, does a 1535. And then Spencer comes ran um, over at... It was a local high school. I'm blanking on which one it yeah, was. I'm not sure. De- not DeWitt. Uh, I'm not sure. Somewhere out there in St. John's area. Um, and uh, so I think it'd be a very close race if we balanced it between those six. So choosing just one out of that would be a little challenging for yeah. me. And and like we said before, that was a that was a challenge um, we had choosing um, uh, the the men's team for nationals because we had how many people uh, how many guys wanted to go like sixteen sixteen fourteen somewhere in there and yeah we could only take eight well, or seven we could actually. take as many as we want but we try to limit it to right. seven or eight due to for monetary reasons of course but right so so and a lot of the guys are just at the same level and so so that's that that was. Yeah pretty hard yeah, outside of todd i think it was it's like five minutes that separates our fastest guy f- outside of todd of course from our slowest guy so everyone's right there on top of each other and it's more it comes down to who's just having a better day basically at the race who's gonna right. win now you guys are competing together you're training together you seem to be like have a nice like friendly environment joking around and at the same time pushing yourself to be better i know it said it's always better to work out or run or do anything with a friend because they're going to push you to to do your best, and if you're by yourself, you'll kind of slack a little bit. What's the sort of camaraderie or friendship like um, among your club? Do you are you guys doing anything else besides training and doing triathlons? Do you do any other like types of service or social events? Um, we do have as a team. We do have. Uh a good camaraderie amongst there. Everyone seems to get along. We don't really have any major fights amongst the team. Uh, as it goes for uh, service, I guess the biggest thing we do is uh, we have farm days, which is a bike ride tour through the farm country south of campus. And it's main. It used to. Be, it's all the profits of the race um, go to the Mason Fund, who was. Mason, right? That's Mason me. Barker. Yeah, Mason Barker, who was a member of the team who was actually um, involved in a car accident while training for Ironman Wisconsin. And, um, you know, he's lucky to be alive today, and so we donate that money to help pay for his recovery. Um, some more fun events that we do as a team, we have, every year we get together and we have what's called Viking Feast, where we take a ton of breakfast food after a workout, we throw it on a table you know, cover the table in, like, plastic or something, and we just eat with our hands and just pig out, and then we tend to sit down and watch a football game together. Um, some other events is... Uh, we we also have um, uh, Triformal, which is sometime um, during November, and we, we, you know, we all dress up. We go to a really nice restaurant, have dinner, and um, and after that, just go, uh, just go hang out at uh, at someone's apartment, someone has, someone's house, um... I don't know any other events, and you know we're, we, we're always uh, um, you'll always find someone that wants to watch a game with you or go to the game with you um, and stuff yeah. like that. Personally, my favorite event that we do as a social activity that we do is sort of involved in a practice. Um, but the Wednesday <laughs> after Fat Tuesdays, we have practice swim practice on Wednesdays. Um, we call it the Punsky Two Hundred. And um, I'm the two-time reigning champ right now in this race, so it's sort of, uh, I guess it's a little bit why it's my favorite, but you eat a poonski, swim 100 yards, eat a poonski, swim 100 yards. And uh, so... It gets interesting. Yeah, you, you know what a poonski is, right? Yeah, so It's, it's like a double deep-fried, like jelly-filled donut, yeah. 
And you're so, not you're supposed to wait thirty minutes after you eat to get in the pool, aren't you? Isn't that like that's just uh, an old that's an old wives' tale. Oh, okay, but. I thought it was I thought it was more than thirty minutes. Yeah, an hour. And, yeah, or and something. eating a butchki takes takes yeah. A, I don't takes know. Time. I don't know. The the my best time is uh, three thirty to do all of that. So yeah, and then we as a team we compete at like intramural races. We do the swim meet every year together as a team. Very cool. So I want to ask. You're doing these fun stuff together. You mentioned like watching games, uh, other sporting events. Do either of you have a sports background other than triathlon? Uh, maybe like track and field or something that helped sort of merge you into competing in triathlons, or did you play sports in high school or have any other interest in sports? Well, I, aside from uh, from swimming, I I never really did any other sports in high school. We a lot of people we always like to joke around um, about th- about the reason why we do triathlon is because we can't do anything else. Um, if if you give us a ball, we can't we we don't know what what to do with it. We're mm-hmm. pretty bad. <laughs> um, but personally, I don't have any other t- any other backgrounds. I just swam. Um, you know. Yeah, growing up, um, I tried out all the different sports. Was never very good at baseball. Had no hand-eye coordination. Not very good at basketball. I was decent at soccer. Um, st- you know, swimming was the one that really was you know what I fell in love with. As I said, I swam at high school. I swam collegiately um, at Case Western. And, uh, you know, never really got into other sports other than those, you know, as, as he was joking, yeah, we don't have like hand-eye coordination (laughs) for ball sports. You know, the reason we do triathlons is that's what we're good at. And, you know, with your run or bike in a straight line, I just move our legs quickly. (laughs) As the joke, as the other joke goes, um, you know, there's always the joke, why be good at one sport when you can be decent at three? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. That is funny, and when it comes to just staying in shape, that's what you're doing too. Another joke that I, that comes to mind for me is from a show, uh, Eastbound and Down, uh, the guy talking about running a marathon, and, and the character, Kenny Rogers, says, I play real sports. Why would I want to be the best at exercising? So like, what would be the thing that you would do if you want to just get a nice workout in is it running or swim is it swimming because that's what you guys are go to or do you do other stuff just to change things up for workout like lift weights or do yoga or something like that we occasionally um some people on the team do yoga um a lot of people including myself in the off season so like late summer um after uh regionals uh we like to uh weight lift um but other than that, I, I would say yoga and weightlifting are the other two, but I don't know. Yeah, Sometimes as a team, like in more of the off-season, uh, beginning of the school year, you know, right after nationals, we tend to do other fun things for practice, like play ultimate frisbee. That's, you know, instead of a run workout, we'll play ultimate. Sort of gives you the same muscular workout as a run practice or water polo for, the, for a swim practice and things like that um, to just sort of change it up, keep things exciting in these off-season off times. Now, to change the subject a little bit, I want to talk about... Let's see if I look at my notes here. Um, you have girls on your team. It's a co-ed sport, but you're, the men are not competing against the women. How does it work? Is it... There's like a, a, a women's division and a men's division? Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so usually at races, you have... In collegiate races, for example, at nationals... Um, you have the Olympic, uh, the the Olympic race for women and the Olympic race for men. So the scoring, um, they score the men, they score the women, and they score the team. So there's there's three uh, three different rankings. Um, I'm not sure what the what our our guys and our girls went individually, but as a team we went 32. So that's sort of how the scoring is done. Yeah, and going off of that, there's. Um, at nationals specifically, the races are even further separated as the the men and women race at different times. So the men aren't even on the course while the women are on the course. Uh, the one interesting event is, as was mentioned earlier, the mixed team relay where it goes, it was um, girl, guy, girl, guy. And so they're not on the course at the same time, but they it sort of does combine both the men and women's team in that way. Um, at a typical race over the summer... And if you go to any public race, men and women are mixed together 
even though they'll rank you specifically, as he said, for scoring, they'll rank men against men, women against women. Even when they do the combined team scores, it's still, they take our men's score and our women's score and combine that instead of doing, you know, how good, how many, how many men did our women beat and things such as that. Now, is there any eligibility requirements? Are you required to take a certain amount of girls to each tournament? Or could you just strictly compete against the men from the other schools and, and have a team of men if you didn't have the female presence? Yeah, for the race, the only eligibility requirement is that you have to be considered a full-time student for the university for for collegiate nationals and to score in conference races. Um, you could have a team of all men, and that has been some of our races since we do have a much larger men's team. Sometimes at the summer races, we tend to only have men there. But um, for example, at nationals, it's not necessarily uh, it's not necessarily advantageous to, ch- to to take a large number of men, just because only the top four men will score, and and um, the only the top four girls in each team score. And I guess they do that also to um, yeah. to uh, not not uh, um, I guess hinder smaller schools. Um, versus figure schools. Yeah, that's how it's done at every single race. Um, how the it works is the top four score, the top seven count. So if um so if the seven so the top seven count so you can sort of push other teams, their racers down to help get yourself a better place if you're you know, you're worried about that. And then, you know, eight on up are sort of just there for exhibition. They don't count you know, they're sort of removed when they do the overall rankings. Now, what I really want to get to is, since it is a co-ed sport, I want to know, is there any, has there been any, because uh, I know friendships are made, but I've sat with several other co-ed sports. What's the, are there any love connections made in, in <laughs> triathlon? Actually, we have uh, one really big couple. Um, yeah, we do. Uh, w- w- the, one of the, well, the guy uh, graduated the year before, the girl really joined the team, uh, but he was he was there for a semester overlap, and then he graduated in the December semester. They started dating last spring. Now it's been a year, yeah. and um, we sort of joke that uh, since the girl is a graduate student and he recently graduated, we sort of joke that she's team mom, which makes him now team dad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I guess um, I think we mentioned Jamie Endicott and Luke, um, but he's he's not. He, he's not he's, really on the team really anymore. anymore. But um, the yeah. biggest one is, is what you said. Yeah, there there are some connections, and even if they decide not to continue with the team, the connections tend to stay. And as we said, we have the formal, which you know <laughs> can get interesting. And there's usually one guy on the team who goes to ask out another girl on the team, whether it works out in the end, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, but yeah, that always happens. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Another theme of this show is I kind of dig through social media and I pull stuff up and that I feel like I have need clarification on or like thought was funny. There was one thing I saw recently which I think can lead us into a whole nother discussion that I'm interested in hearing your guys' thoughts on, which is nutrition. So there's like a picture of, I don't know if it was one of you, it might have been who was about to eat what it looked like to be two burritos from me. Pancheros. <laughs> it was you, Santiago. So obviously just after a big race in Nationals, you need to fuel. Burritos are delicious. So what did that happen? You ate both burritos there? Well, that was that was actually about two days ago, um, not not after Nationals, although I could have probably done it after Nationals, no problem. I just We were at Chipotle with a couple of guys from the team, and I... I just it's something I've I've been wanting to do since the beginning of the year. Um I just wanted to see if I was if I could do it and I could have played in three honestly. <laughs> yeah, after a hard workout you can go down yeah, and um sure. put down a great deal of food. It's really nice sometimes. We used to do team breakfasts when we were back at Dem Hall after the bike. We'd go over to Brody and do team breakfasts and you know, all you can eat food is great for post workout foods. Yeah. Now you guys are seem to be in tip top shape. You guys seem strong, very athletic. Obviously, you're competing in triathlons. You have to be. What nutrition wise? What do you guys eat? Because um, when I saw two burritos, I was like, "Can these guys really eat that um, and still be 
be able to go do stuff. I think I kind of got the hit the genetic lottery myself a little bit because I can pretty much eat whatever you want. I, this is a podcast. You guys can't see me right now, but this is pretty much what I'm working with, no matter what I'm eating or what I'm doing. Um, but it's not true for everybody. What is dieting or your nutrients like when you're in the middle of a triathlon season? What's good? Are you guys uh, just like eating a bunch of almonds and throwing kale into a blender, or are you guys eating burritos all the time? Well, um, usually we try um, – uh, I, I think a lot of people um, falsely believe that the most important thing to eat when you're working out a lot is protein. Um, and I know I thought that too, but um, it turns out you want to eat carbs. Um, so just, I guess um, – eat carbs uh what i would eat for example after long workouts would be maybe bagel um peanut butter um some eggs um you know um i don't know yeah um i mean the nutrition varies from person to person you know as you said we're mentioning the genetics and it sort of depends on what people eat but most of us uh if you're trying to lose weight you you know you're not trying to eat the carbs but when you're doing endurance sports you're burning all those carbs. There is no such thing as, for us, basically, it's really hard to eat too many carbs for us due to the fact that we're just constantly, that's our fuel source. That's how we make it through these long workouts. Um, typically, during race, we actually have, from Power Bar, um, they give us uh, these gels that we take that are pretty much pure sugar, that are just, you know, just carbohydrates just to keep that energy levels up. And so, while we do need protein, you do need... Um, a fair amount of protein. Uh, typically what I've read is you need like a four to one uh, carb to protein ratio. Uh, so it is much more carbs than what was uh, what most people think we take in. Yeah, and, and sort of uh, building on that, uh, on what he said about Power Bar, we're, we're sponsored by Power Bar. Um, I'm sure you've seen it. You've, you've seen them around campus. They sell them at parties. And we get a lot. We I, I know every person on the team loves Power Bar. We get like bars, um, um, drink mix, uh, gels. They have really, uh, really good products, and that's sort of what keeps us going during um, during long workouts. What is the worst food to eat when training for a triathlon? Um, in my personal opinion, I'd say really greasy food, just because yeah. you know you sort of you sort of just want to. I find it's more important just to stick with a consistent diet. You know. Uh, Making sure that you know you know what you're putting into your body and how it's going to affect you at your next practice, I feel is more important than exactly what you're putting in. So for me, avoiding greasy foods, you know, because you don't want like v- extremely high fat either. Uh, but those, you know, just avoiding that really keeps it, yeah. you know, keeps me going well. Yeah. So I would probably pizza is not a good idea. What about ice cream? Um, I, I sometimes indulge in the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. It's you know, uh, I you know I don't eat like you know, ten scoops of ice cream, but you know one or two once or twice every other week. You know once a month. You know it's not going to hurt you too much. That's interesting because I, too, like I said, I played a couple sports in high school that we had some pretty vigorous uh, conditioning in the beginning of the season, and. I could pretty much get away with eating whatever I wanted. Um, is that typical of most people? I don't know. But my girlfriend, Alexa, her favorite food's ice cream. And she, I like ice cream too. But I've, I thought I remember one of my coaches saying that ice cream was the worst thing to eat. Like any dairy you want to avoid. And so I was, in, I was interested to see if like you guys had heard that or if that was a real thing. Well, I th- I yeah, there's think- a dog walking around the studio just so you guys can... Oh, there is See, yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the uh golden retriever who is like our honorary mascot here at impact oh i, I love golden retrievers. <laughs> um but anyway i think you know as, as as with everything um dairy uh it's it's a smart thing to avoid excess excess milk and ice cream but you know especially if you're working out a lot um eating eating a little ice cream um every week is not is not gonna affect you and another thing is too i i would go crazy if i if i ate 100 percent healthy food during the season you know you, you just you just get tired of it at some point and you want to eat something like pizza or ice cream 
um it's for me it's it's also more of a like a like a mental stability <laughs> issue right yeah. plus we're college students like yeah. some of us are probably surviving on ramen noodles and yeah. things like that that maybe have a little too much sodium or whatever but i think i mean for it, us as a team sodium is not an issue yeah uh, we actually probably have an issue of not enough sodium for you know sodium really helps uh, control your sweating keeps the fluids in and so you know personally i had issues at nationals i didn't have enough uh sodium i didn't have enough electrolytes in me so i don't think our team has the issue of too much sodium mm-hmm. if anything it's too little sodium very interesting now a couple speed round questions here i kind of get a sense of what you guys think of your teammates and i ask some silly stuff like who is the best dancer on the team? Best dancer? I don't know. Todd? Yeah, probably Todd. <laughs> what about uh, most style and best fashion? I don't know. I don't really see anyone outside of, like, most swimming fashion. wet swimming suits and, uh, you know, tr- workout clothes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Grace? Maybe. Maybe okay. Grace. We have a sorority girl, so it's probably <laughs> Okay. <her. laughs> Very nice. Now... I'm not sure what, like, because I've touched on it a little bit on each specific individual event, like who has the bragging rights in in, in each one. Um, I guess I'd say who's the best overall. Um, who's who's got the fastest? Uh, who's your go-to? I guess triathlete. Yeah, triathlete. For the guys, that's definitely Todd, and for the girls, that's definitely Jamie. And. As far as competing against other schools, who's the best? Who's the top competition? Who's the who are the uh, other schools that you uh, maybe are friendly with, or maybe not so friendly with? Who do you love to hate or love to beat? Um, well, here in the region, uh, U of M has a pretty big team. They have a couple good guys, and um, we I we we talk. Um, I think we get along with them pretty well. Um, but you know, we're we're always also competing with them. Um, uh, actually, one of our old members actually was the one who founded the triathlon club at CMU, so we're really close with CMU. And then Kettering University in Flint is another one that we sort of, you know, they're a smaller team, so they sort of, and they have a lot of connections here, so they sort of join us to, you know, make things easier for them. And then, you know, just th- a lot of Big Ten schools are actually in our conference. So, you know, we like to compete against them and we like to beat them, especially, you know, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, of course. So there's no no real bitter rivalries, you think, other than Michigan, which is typical of most sports here at MSU. I mean, in, even with Michigan, it's not really bitter. It's sort of a pretty friendly rivalry. A lot of people, you know, they'll see at Nationals, every time I saw someone from a Big Ten school, I would hear them yelling for me, even though, you know, they might be from Michigan. They'd still go, you know, be like, yes, let's go Big Ten. You know, there's sort of that camaraderie mm-hmm. still throughout the sport. That's great. Now, is there anything else, any other fun stories that you guys have maybe from this season or your experience here at Triathlon that you'd like to share before we get into our closing segment here? Uh, other than that, uh, it, uh, when we got to Arizona for Nationals, we we booked a hotel at first, and uh, Jamie was Jamie got there about a week about a week earlier, um, just because she wanted to like acclimate and, and train, um, ride her bike outside. So she got there a week earlier. So we land at the airport, and she calls us, and she's freaking out, and she's like, "We are not staying at this hotel. I'm standing at a corner right now, and there's like cockroaches everywhere." And so that that was it was an interesting night. We were all exhausted trying to figure out what to do with, with hotels because everything was booked too, you know. Yeah. So that was the other interesting go- thing going off of that story is um, at the end of the weekend, as we were getting ready to leave, we saw on the news that they actually found a dead body there from overdosing. <laughs> oh, oh no! So that yeah, was that, that was very interesting. Yeah. Um, we're happy we left. Yeah, <laughs> and that really got us. Um, you know, Cal Poly Technic University. Um, they really saved our. You know, saved us out there in Arizona. They. You know, did everything they could. They saw that the troubles we were going through, and they, they just you know, helped make nationals even possible for us to comp- complete that year this year. So you were able to get yourself situated in a hotel, cockroach and dead body free, yeah. and uh, everything worked out for you. 
and drug deals too. Yeah, yeah. drug deals. <laughs> Very funny. So, last uh, questions for you guys. First, since this is Impact Sports here at WDBM East Lansing, I ask, uh, we're Michigan State student media. I ask what your favorite Michigan State sports moment is. It can be a triathlon moment or it can be um, any sport here at MSU since you've been coming. Uh, I know you mentioned that you watch games together and stuff like that. So, I don't know, whoever wants to go first can, if you guys have anything that comes to mind. Well, I would say... Uh... I would say winning the Big Ten uh, championship against Ohio State. We were all watching it uh, at uh, Josh's place. That was pretty exciting. Um, you know, just because it. You know, we were we knew we were gonna go to the Rose Bowl after that. So that's that's my moment. Yeah, yeah, I, huge game. Yeah, I'd have to agree. As I as he said, it was at my house, and we pretty much had almost the entire team packed in there, and it was getting crazy. At one point, I was a little worried. My someone might have scra- uh, smashed my TV at, uh, if uh, things didn't go it. well. Yeah, it was. Uh, people were getting a little rowdy, but man, was it a lot of fun just seeing us, you know, go to the Rose Bowl for the first time in forever. So yeah, that was great. Uh, did any of you guys make it out to the infamous after party there, where uh, all the alleged rioting was going on, or did you keep it confined in? in your house josh and celebrate there i, I think we we kept it confined yeah, we kept pretty i know kyle, kyle was joking around um, yeah the, the, there's there a lot of jokes going on but they know that if they did anything to my <laughs> stuff they would be yeah they'd be in a lot of serious trouble with me <laughs> yeah that was a very popular moment here at impact as we all look at the dog here through the window but this is a podcast so you can't see it anyways for the last question I'd like to ask you guys is if you have any secrets. The name of this show is Secret Society. I'd like to see if any of my guests have any interesting or embarrassing or enlightening sometimes secrets about themselves or about their club or anything like that. So uh, I'll start with Santiago again. Do you have any? Uh, yeah, I have like a I have a huge, huge fear of bugs. It's, it's not, I would say it's not your average fear of bugs. It's, it's, it's pretty bad, borderline. Um, phobia. So this cockroach situation probably was really, really uh, yeah. good that you were able to avoid it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten any sleep if we had stayed at the hotel just knowing that there were bugs. Is there like a, a rooted incident or like subconscious thing that happens, or you just don't like little I, tiny crawling? I, I guess things? I, w- I, I don't know. I, w- I guess I woke up with a bug, um, like walking on my arm once. But, yeah, and that was pretty. Uh, pretty um traumatic that yeah, is yeah um but other than that i don't i don't think so yeah i'm not a fan of them either they i think they call them bugs for a reason is they bug yeah they just yeah, they bug do. me <laughs> or they they develop that uh adjective just because uh, yeah not a fan of them either uh josh do you got any secrets i mean if we're going off the phobia idea you know i have this huge irrational fear of needles um i don't know how it all started probably because my I have a twin brother and a younger brother, and they both got allergy shots growing up for asthma, and I've seen needles get stuck in arms. I've seen, you know, my fair share of needles, and I just I just can't stand them. Like, even, you know, I love the TV show House um, back when it was airing, and every time they were going to, you know, give someone a shot, I had to close my eyes. I had to turn away from the screen. I just, I don't know what it is, but needles just freak me out. Yeah, I don't know either. They're not, I'm not a fan of either of those things either. I think they're just kind of uh, gross. My mom's diabetic, so I had a girl watching her give herself insulin, and I'm like, eh. But. So we got some to know you guys a little bit better there with some of your fears and know a lot about your club. Uh, triathlon, you guys got some tournaments coming up. The one in June in Grand Rapids. And what's the next one uh, that you guys are going to be competing in? The next one... We have a few in June, a few in, a few in July. I don't recall the names off the top. It might of my be head. the next one after Grand Rapids. Might be Scarlet and Gray. And That's in July. Is it? Yeah. I mean, there is the Rockford one, the Rockford. The, the conference uh, competition, but that also occurs on the same day as Farm Days. So I don't think we'll have a large showing at that race. Yeah. So where can we see you next practice? Uh, you guys are be traveling a little bit for your competitions. Where can the community here at Michigan State get in touch with you on Facebook, Twitter, 
all those things like that come to your practices yeah and then um we we're going to be putting on spartan sprint sometime this summer we're still finalizing the date so you know if you want to give it a try and you're in the this area it's a great race to come out and compete in meet all of us we'll have pretty much the whole team there and give it a try yeah give it a try <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um but yeah, no, yeah. If if you don't want to just come to a practice, you know that's sort of not your thing. There's always that race. Um. And like I said, we have a mailing list at msutriathlon.com, uh, Facebook Michigan State Triathlon, Twitter it's at msutri, and I think we also have an Instagram as yeah, of this year. But I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know how much that's going to be used either. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> enough. My, off the top of Google Plus might be in the works, but you, you just <laughs> hasn't not, come not to yet. fruition. <laughs> MySpace will. Right? All right. Yeah, we'll bring back MySpace. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Uh, triathlon, the the next big uh, NCAA emerging sport, as you guys said. Check them out. Um, I'm really glad to have you guys on the show. I'd love to have you back on, too. Thanks for having me. And I'm Bradley Allen. This is Impact Sports, and this is Secret Society. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Secret Society. Secret Society. Hey, get hyped, Al. Yeah! Give me my powers back.